Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So when um, a girl or a woman in her late 20s, early 20s, um, ends a, a relationship, um, she's in her teenage years, she has maybe her mother, her sister or her aunt, women talk about their feelings and about the end of a relationship. But what about the boy on the other side? Who does he turn to? Who does he talk to? Particularly if he didn't want to see the end to the relationship in the first place. How should we be helping young men with these difficult emotions? And good friend of the Limerick Today show, Judy Maloney, psychotherapist, is on the line. Good morning to you, Judy. Good morning, Joe. So let's take that example then. A young man who didn't want the relationship to end and is devastated. Mm-hmm. Who does he talk to? Well, there are people there for, you know, for mainly speaking, for the man to talk to. But in, I suppose what I've come across is there seems to be a split. There's either, I suppose, you know, young men will turn to maybe their family or if they have a really, really solid, close group of friends or they'll bottle it up. It seems to be kind of one of the two. Um, they they will reach out. There definitely, there's a shift I've noticed in, a few, in the last few years. They are opening up a little bit more, going to, you know, seek counselling or seek mental health support. But again, it seems to fall, I very much see it falls into those two categories. Either they'll have a, you know, a, a kind of a warm relationship with their family where they will open up or it'll be the group of friends or else they'll say absolutely nothing. You know, I'd have people coming to me as clients who, you know, they're kind of telling me what they're going through, all the issues, you know, particularly breakups, all that kind of thing. But they will not, like the their their family or friends mightn't be aware they're getting support at all. So for some, it's really still seen as that shame and stigma around it. And when you give that example of like the relationship failing, that's what they perceive it as, that they have failed. So sometimes they find it hard to accept that, that they see it as a failure on themselves, rather than that's a part of life and sometimes relationships don't work out. You know, there isn't that kind of resilience built in. It's almost like they've taken upon themselves that it's their responsibility. But in any relationship, it's twofold, and I think we really need to change the way we educate um, men and women in terms of those gender roles that the man has to kind of still keep up that front, be the breadwinner, hold it all together, don't show any weakness in terms of emotion because they see it as weakness, whereas the woman kind of is afforded more of that. That's why women will talk more because we're, I suppose, we're expected to. You know, we're just that's part of our role and we, we get on with it and we play along, whereas men don't. They feel, well, I just have to kind of keep up this front and keep it all together. So when the relationship ends, then sometimes they find it really, really hard to actually accept that as a reality. Judy, is it ever the right thing not to talk about something like this? That's it, that's how some people do cope, in other words. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, to, an, to a, a certain extent. You know, some people need to talk more. Others, you know, because that's how they can, you know, people, if they have an issue or problem, they talk and talk and talk and you're going, my God, you keep talking it out. But it's their way of figuring it out. So there are people who need to talk a lot more to to come to terms with something. And there are people who who are more reflective and they need to take the time in their own minds not to talk it out. But in saying that, I I say that with an asterisk, like to an extent. I think it's always, if you're going through something like that, it's really, really important to talk to somebody. Even that one person knows you're going through this. Because if you completely retreat, then you're not giving yourself an opportunity to see the other perspectives of it. Because when we talk something out, 
you know, somebody could say just one thing that would shift a perspective and say, okay, I never thought of it like that. When we're in our minds, it goes around in circles and we come up with the same answers all the time. So I think you don't need to speak it out to everybody. That's okay. But at least one person, you know, if you are struggling at all, talk to somebody, a friend, an aunt, an uncle, a mother, a father, you know, or, or a counsellor. You know, just one person will actually make a huge difference. Yeah, we're chatting to a psychotherapist based here in Limerick and good friend of the show, Judy Maloney. Is it fair then to say that women generally do have someone like their mother that they can go to to talk about the breakup of a relationship, particularly in the teens and early 20s? I know I would disagree. I think that's the perception. But I think for a lot of, you know, women in their late teens, early 20s, there can be, um, I suppose, a clash between mothers at times. It can be that rocky stage where, you know, there's almost like that kind of the battle of wills at that point. Well, as as women get older, I find they come closer to their mothers again. But I think at that age, it's actually, you know, there, it, there are cases where they're, you know, they're close to their mother or their aunt or whatever. But I think it's still very much a peer stage at that point. You know, we come away from our families when we, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, we go into teenage years. We don't really come back to them until early 20s, mid 20s. And sometimes a bit later, sometimes never. But I think women, again, the reason we find it easier is because we're allowed to. There's very much permission to talk about our feelings and emotions, and that's okay. If you break up with a guy, you can cry and feel emotional and get support. That's completely accepted and expected. It's not the same for men. Yeah. It's like, you know, just get back out there. So they're going to have to suppress all those feelings of pain and hurt and just act like it's fine. And, and you did mention there um, uh, about going to your dad that is a son or maybe a daughter but particularly in this instance is a son of the breakup of a relationship I mean does that happen that often that they'll go to their dad and what kind of reaction will they get? It does at times but unfortunately it is quite rare you know and that's my experience I suppose you're looking at generations of um, expectations and gender roles. So, you're, you know, when you do go to your parents, that generation, you're talking about they had a different set of values. So they grew up reared by their parents, so their, you, know, you know, your grandparents. So, yes, at times you, you might be open, get a good reaction. But unfortunately, what I've seen is that, generally speaking, male and female, they don't tend to go to their fathers for support because they're going to get then a very old school, I'd come on, get on with it now, it's fine. You know, and I know I'm generalising and I am, but again, I'm going from my experience. You, you, you don't get the same open-mindedness because they didn't experience it. So I think, again, you'd be looking at us as educators, you know, or even now if anyone's listening out, listening in that, that isn't in a situation, but maybe, you know, look around, maybe someone in your life is, maybe a friend or a son or a daughter or a cousin or, you know, it's just about watching out for things when something's happening don't just take it as surface you know at face value that oh no that happens they're fine ask ask how are you you know be a bit, bit, bit more tuned in to the people in your life because we do have a tendency and it's an Irish culture as well we do have a tendency to just swallow it down and get on with it yeah. so it's up to all of us rather than just the person who's in distress hmm. And Judy, one of the big risks, presumably, is that if somebody does that and buries those emotions, uh, particularly a young man, it can have a long-term impact on anger issues, frustration, and, and then possibly on, on the ability to form relationships later. Absolutely. And that is like that's 
definitely something we've seen time and time again, you know, young men and how they deal with their anger. There's nothing wrong with anger. We all, you know, anger is great. It's a great fuel for revolutions and, you know, all of that. But it's about how do we express it? You know, so we don't like anger. We go, oh, no, no, don't do that. You know, from very young age, don't show your anger. Instead of going, okay, you're angry. How are you going to express this? So, you know, men can become then, they can go askew and become very violent. And then, you know, they become even further isolated. So they're not, it's a whole mystery in terms of their feelings. You know, I have grown men come to me and they wouldn't even be able to, genuinely wouldn't be able to reflect on how they're feeling, what they actually feel. It's like it's completely a closed door because no one's ever educated them. How are we to know anything unless our role models or teachers or people around us show us, okay, this is how you feel and this is normal and this is okay. So it's about normalizing things and also educating them to, if you're angry and frustrated, this is acceptable and this is not, Mm -hmm. you know? So like it does, and as you said, it, it really impacts future relationships because then you're talking about, then they have children. And who, you know, are their, their children going to go to them in the future? No, probably not. So you're repeating the cycle again. One other thing on a, a separate matter before we let you go, and that is mm-hmm. obviously with the build up to the All-Ireland and uh, all of that going on and that creates emotions in people. And then you have where COVID is at the moment, um, you know, in, in that kind of strange place between a lot of hope and then this kind of little niggling worry in the background. I mean, what impact do you think all of that is having on people? Oh, it's having a huge impact. I mean, even when you talk about sports, there's like I had so many young male clients over, we'll say, the, the period of lockdown and that, who, you know, their main source, and they didn't even realise it until it was gone, but their main source of support was, you know, a lot of times Club, you know, their team, their team members. So, again, they mightn't say it, they mightn't openly talk about their feelings, yet that kind of camaraderie, that support, that peer and again, with any team, you know, you train together, you go through the wins and the losses and the whole lot. So you do build up a, a really good bond there. So I think really that has had a massive impact. And then the anxiety levels have gone up for most people during COVID. So the reintroduction to start training and or going to events and all that, but that it has another it adds another element to it. So I think we've been through a really, really rough year and a half, going on two years at this stage. And again, it's just about being mindful of each other. You know, just watch out for other people. And I'm so delighted this happening now. You know, the All-Ireland and everything is brilliant and a bit of normality. But again, just to watch out for each other. You know, we're not all just going to get back on track just as we were before. The last, you know, year and a half has really changed us. It's changed how we interact, how we feel, how we express our feelings. Maybe some people have retreated a lot more than they normally would. You know, so it really is about... I suppose everyone understanding that we've all been through a different year and a half. It's yeah. been tough, but varying levels of, of that. Okay. Well, listen, thank you so much as always for that really solid advice uh, and your perspective. That is uh, Limerick-based psychotherapist Judy Maloney, a good friend of the show here. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.